Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone. Hello to all of you, our beloved friends from around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Our show today is about a profound yet very fun topic reincarnation. It's all deja you all over again. (laughs) I'm sure you've met people who you instantly have a liking for or not. You're being introduced by a friend to a total stranger and you're already looking for the door out of the whole building. You ever had that feeling? (laughs) Of course, That's not your normal reaction to meeting new people, is it? Yet, somehow, this particular person really hits you in the wrong way. Could it be that you've known this soul in a previous lifetime? Well, if you knew this soul in a previous lifetime, but your relationship with him was wonderful, you would not have an adverse reaction to seeing him again in this lifetime, would you? Nope, not at all. In fact, you'd be happy, like getting to see an old friend you haven't seen for a long time. It'll be like a reunion, a cause for celebration. I'm back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you have that other reaction, that one of, oh no, it's deja you all over again. It's much more difficult, isn't it? And definitely, it's not as pleasant. Wouldn't you like to have many many more wonderful welcoming experiences meeting souls from previous lifetimes? That would be much easier, less stress, and of course, much more fulfilling. Okay, so what's been called chemistry between people, or lack thereof, isn't really chemistry. It's friendship, caring, affection, love that's been cultivated over time, sometimes for many lifetimes. It's no different than a single lifetime where we cultivate friendships and if, for some reason, we become separated from our friends without direct communication for a long time and then get reunited years later, we would experience gratitude and gladness. We get to be back together. We get to be back together with our long-lost friend, even for a short time. In the course of what has been called reincarnation, we come together with both prior friends as well as with previous foes from lifetime to lifetime. It's because reincarnation and karma are intricately woven together. For better or worse, what we put out comes back around. It's how it works here. 
If we develop loving and healing relationships, they return to us again and again. If we develop hateful or destructive relationships, they too come back around. Encountering the former kind of relationships, that is, the loving kind, inspires us to develop them further, whereas when we encounter the latter type of hate and destruction, we are prompted to learn the lessons of what such relationships are teaching us. Since we normally don't like the latter kind of relationships, we're motivated to learn how to stop creating them or at least to resolve what made them so painful before. As we discussed in our show last week, karma is the road to forgiveness. When we forgive others of the judgments we've projected on them, we free ourselves of our karmic debts. As we realize that we are not inadequate souls lacking in whatever we believe we desire, we free ourselves of our karmic cycles. But before we go any further on the topic of reincarnation being deja vu all over again, let's talk a bit about what reincarnation is and what it's for. Michael, how would you describe what reincarnation is and what it's for? Well, (laughs) reincarnation being it's deja vu all over again, also applies to each of us. It's not only about who we meet up with each lifetime from previous lifetimes. After all, each time we reincarnate here, we may have a different body, even a different gender, racial type, be born in a different country, and so on. But it's still the same soul, the same spiritual being. It's like that saying, it's the same old wine (laughs) in a different bottle. (laughs) It's the same old soul in a different body. (laughs) Reincarnation is like going to sleep one night and waking up in the morning, getting out of bed, and getting dressed in a different outfit than you had on the day before. Going to sleep at night is not too different from dying from a lifetime. When you go to sleep, you go out of your body and experience being spirit beyond any body. But in the morning, you reincarnate into the same body to continue your learning here on earth. When you die, you go out of your body and rather than returning to the same body later, you reincarnate into a whole new body with different circumstances and qualities and everything so you can learn different things, complete different karmic cycles and develop different aspects of yourself. Essentially, reincarnation is a learning tool for each of us. The difficulty some people have with the notion of reincarnation is that they're trying to determine 
whether reincarnation is real and whether a soul experiences multiple lifetimes or just one. What I know and have experienced is that both are true and not true. (laughs) In truth, we only have one life, yet the life is eternal. We never die, and life never ends. We seem to have multiple lifetimes because we change our wardrobe periodically. If a friend of yours, you know, as having long blonde hair and always dresses in simple red outfits, suddenly shows up with short-cropped jet black hair and wearing an elaborate, multicolored designer dress and a completely different makeup. It may take you a couple of moments to recognize who it is. But when a little time with her, you'll definitely come to recognize her as your friend. That's what we do in this process we call reincarnation. We just change our body and the kind of environment we are in to start a new day in the eternal life of a soul. It's like changing schools and uniforms when we go from learning a certain curriculum to learning a new one. You might go to a Catholic school requiring you to wear a certain uniform for grade school, but end up in a public school for high school with a different dress code. Now, what is the purpose for reincarnation? Simply put, it gives us the opportunity to learn what we need to learn to fulfill our purpose for being here, which is to discover who we truly are and live as the real spirit that we are here on earth to live. In truth, there's only one undivided spirit and life. What appears to us and what we experience as multiple lifetimes and call reincarnation is the curriculum to learn that there is only one undivided spirit and one undivided life that we are all living, even if we might staunchly believe that we are each separate, independent bodies. As I often hear people thinking, I am nothing like my mother, or I'm nothing like that, that person over there. Well, being the same undivided spirit expressing through a multitude of costumes and disguises, we each are given the free will to make our own decisions and act accordingly. Karma is just the consequences of our own decisions and thinking and actions that we have the option to learn from and correct and refine until we fully heal ourselves into the wholeness of who we truly are. What makes us seem so completely different and so unlike someone else? 
is those decisions we've made that shaped our portion of the eternal one life very differently. Yet, beyond all of that, we can see the undivided eternity of spirit and of life itself. It really doesn't matter if you believe in reincarnation or not. To awaken, you have to go beyond belief. I don't believe in reincarnation. Neither do I believe in the absence of reincarnation. (laughs) I know there's only one spirit, undivided, limitless, and eternal. And we are all that spirit underneath all the clothing we've covered ourselves with. I know that I have gone through a whole spectrum of experiences of having different lifetimes in different bodies. Yet I also know that those experiences are no different than any dream or nightmare I have had while sleeping at night. They seem absolutely real until I awaken from them. And when I do, I know with certainty that they were but dreams fabricated in my mind. On the unchanging stillness of reality, we all project a diverse panorama of dreams we live in until we use them to wake us up. On a daily living level, I'm prompted periodically to seek out certain people out of a group or out of the general public somewhere to communicate. These are the souls that I recognize from prior incarnations that I have some communication to offer. All the other thousands and millions of people I see in the world, they are living as they need to live. During my out-of-body time every night, I do go tend to many others that I can't get to during the waking hours in my body. Now, Back to the more specific topic of reincarnation, being it's deja you (laughs) all over again. I've had many examples of the not so pleasant kinds of reunions with souls. I have had some karmic cycles with over the course of my life so far. Several of those have been similar in that the other soul owed some, me something from a previous lifetime. For example, one soul I met had betrayed me and tried to discredit me to keep me from reaching some of the people I had communication and teaching for in a previous lifetime. In my current lifetime, this person was a literary book agent who was interested in representing me and any books that I might write. It sounded good because he was an established and successful book agent in the world of publishing, and I was looking to be published. Yet, as soon as I started to communicate with him, I realized that he still had that underlying itch to defeat me, to keep me from reaching people. Well, it's time for our first break, and Michael will certainly finish that story when we come back. But we wanted to remind you that this weekend, Friday, June 7th, and Saturday and Sunday, June 8th and 9th, of the wonderful Swiss 
event organizer Forum Imlicht will be presenting Michael Tamura in Zurich, Switzerland. On Friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m., Michael will teach Get to Know Your Friends in Spirit, Angels, Guides, Teachers, and Other Helpers. Then he'll follow up with a powerful in-depth weekend seminar to help you unlock your intuition, clairvoyance, and mediumship to create a joyous life. Join us for these sure-to-be-amazing experiences. Let your German and or English-speaking friends know about this. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to June to find the details and write-ups in English and German, as well as links to our Swiss organizers' site to get all details in German, as well as to sign up. All of Michael's teachings in Switzerland are taught in English with immediate translation into German. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with reincarnation. It's deja vu all over again. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Do you want your business to thrive? Do you want to enjoy better relationships and find your purpose? Tune in every week to Stepping Into the Dao Chung Life Transformation with Master Shaw with host Diana Gold Holland, who will share the wisdom of Master Shaw. You'll hear from inspiring teachers and listen to testimonials about life transformation. Stepping into the Dao Chung can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. in the West and 6 p.m. in the East on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in for Five Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on five blossom gatherings, the Four Voices program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. Let's continue with our topic for today, Reincarnation. It's deja you all over again. And Michael was telling an interesting story about uh, 
how he tangled up a little bit with the publisher interested in working with him. Michael, go ahead and finish your story. Yeah, it wasn't a publisher per se. It was a book agent. And I was, you know, looking for a publisher for my book, my first book. And, uh, oh, no, this was for my second book, which I haven't finished writing. (laughs) That's coming. Yes, it's certainly is coming sometime. <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's tough when you're writing a book on on dying. And so I started writing this book uh, when I died the first time. <laughs> that was in 2006. 2004, actually. Oh, yeah, 2004. The very first time was 2004. <laughs> and so I started writing it then. But then I kept on dying. <laughs> And, you know, it takes a little time once you die and you come back (laughs) to resume uh, some of your, you know, uh, activities. (laughs) The recovery and healing process takes a little while to get up to full steam. And and it's been for a while. uh, Once I get up to full steam, I ended up dying again. I was strong enough to die when I got back to full steam. So then I had to start over. And so writing of this book kept on being postponed for, uh, oh, about, what, 10 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Now I don't have any excuses. (laughs) But at the time, I was looking to shop it around uh, as a proposal and and see if... uh, a good publisher would want to take it on. So it was a it was a gift at the beginning for this book agent to show up, you know, uh, basically without my prompting, the book agent called me. <laughs> and that's how I actually like to do things. <laughs> I don't have to sp- spend all this time looking for people and situations. It, it just pops up. So I thought, oh, great, this is this is wonderful. But as I start to meet with this person and and I start to recognize, oh, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> it's I realize, oh, one of the lifetimes, the one of the last lifetimes, I knew this soul in an incarnation. Well, he was not very nice to me. He in fact he was straight out tried to destroy my credibility and, and things like that in that lifetime. This was quite a quite a while ago. <laughs> so I, I saw that. But at the same time, I got to see, oh, on on a maybe not a conscious level, just like he was he wasn't conscious of knowing me from a previous incarnation. It's just that somehow he was drawn to represent me, to do something good for me. But of course, it's not without, you know, a quid quo pro of a type where, yeah, he wants my business as well. He wants to, he looked at me and said, okay, this guy's got already one book published, got an award, all kinds of stuff. So he'd be a good one to represent for his second book. And so he's, he's looking out for number one, so to speak. But he's coming to me saying, hey, let me help you. And so I'm, 
you know, when somebody says, let me help you, sometimes it's sincere. It's genuine. They just, they don't have any agendas of their own. They just want to help you for whatever their reason is. They just want to help you. Well, this was definitely not one of those. I <laughs> intuitively knew <laughs> there's a more than just the agenda of, yeah, it's his business to help authors get publishers, and he gets a cut. And that's fine. I mean, I'm perfectly willing to do that. But there was more than just that business part. There was much more. You know, this was something he had to do. And so when I looked at that, I go, oh, yeah, somewhere, even though he's not conscious exactly why he has to represent me, why he has to do something good for me, I knew, oh, he was trying to redeem his karma. He was trying to resolve an old karmic debt. Well, as soon as I saw that, I just had no problem. I'm just going, okay, I forgive you. Uh, if I held anything against you for doing me in, <laughs> in several different ways in that lifetime, I'm sure I was unhappy about it. I'm sure I was hurt. I'm sure I was angry. Great. But that was then. It doesn't have to, I don't want to have to carry that over. So I just dropped it. I just said, whatever I'm holding. And I looked for what was what was I holding in within and found those bundles of emotions and thoughts and decisions and whatnot from that lifetime. And I said, okay, let's call it even. Or we're just, I'm just going to forgo this. I'm not going to hold this against you anymore. And that's what forgiveness really is, isn't it? It's not forgiving the other person. It's forgiving the other person of what I put forth to him. What I judged what I got angry about, what, how I felt about it all, what I thought about him, and all of that. So I'm going, would I rather carry this luggage around and suffer some more and be unhappy, or would I rather just give it up and go, hey, the slate is clear. I'm not holding anything against you. God bless. Have a great life, right? So I did that. I took it all off. So I'm done. But on his side, he doesn't feel done, right? Guilt and remorse and all that. And so he doesn't feel he's done. He, he needs to help me. Let me help you. I can put you on the map. See, I got this, you know, literary agency and it's established and, and here's all the famous, you know, uh, best-selling writers that, that I've represented, and you too could be one of them. And let me help you. And I'm going, okay, how neutral can he get? I, of, of course, if I'm having somebody represent me, I'd like somebody who's enthusiastic about me, but not because he has to be. I'd like to have it genuine. He's actually interested in my well-being. But he wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> I, I'm looking at him, and there's, there's yes, definitely a part of him that says, okay, I want to be done with this. I want to be free of this albatross. But there was enough of him that's going, oh, but, you know, I want to smash him down <laughs> to bits. Well, it's like 
um, moving into the old pattern again. Yeah, yeah. It's like breaking an old habit. That's really what karma is like. And that's that's also why many people find it very difficult to forgive because it's just like breaking a habit. The idea is good. You go, yes, you know, drinking isn't good for me or eating too much sugar isn't good for me. Uh I want to lose weight, so I'm going to stop eating so much sugar and fats and stuff like that. Yeah, that's easy to say and think, and it all makes logical sense. (laughs) But to actually do it, and you go, yep, I made my New Year's resolution. I'm going to drop eating uh, chocolates and, and sugars and fats and fatty stuff. Okay, and then... Somebody says, oh, let me take you out to a dinner. Let's celebrate our, our this new year. <laughs> or let's go to that wonderful new bakery down the street. Yeah. And, oh, did I have this wonderful Swiss chocolate the other day? Let me share some with you. I have five pounds here for you. <laughs> uh, oh, no, this is just one more drink. Uh, one more bank robbery, whatever it is. Ah, sometimes, you know, you're, you've got so much of your life wrapped up in it, it's hard to just give it up. You go, oh, oh, one more potato chip's not going to hurt. <laughs> and ah, so it's like that. So I'm seeing this happening, this conflict happening inside this book agent. And over a period of time, I met with him a couple of times, a few times. And I'm checking out to see which direction he's going. And every time I start to move and, sure, let's give this a try. If it doesn't work out, I could always, you know, fire him and get somebody else. And then as soon as I start to go, okay, what, what's the first step? Then, boom, the other side of him starts to come out. And he starts moving in. And I said, okay, this is, it's going to be. It's it's big enough job for me to uh, have the book represented to uh, publishers and things. I have to be in a good place with everything. And the main person who's representing me, if I have to <laughs> work three times harder just to be represented by this person, I don't think that's gonna that's putting diverting my energy into the wrong direction. So I nicely said. Thank you very much. I'm I'm glad you're interested. This gives me, you know, hope and, and motivation that, yeah, when I'm ready to have my book represented, I'll have somebody uh, to go to. And so he finally backed off and went on his way, and he was very successful. He, he got to be even more successful uh, after that point, which I was happy to see. And I was happy to see that I was happy to see that because – that meant, oh yeah, I didn't have any any remaining animosity or, or fear or anything. I wanted to celebrate in his success. So so that was great for me. And then I I went on and started to realize, okay, well there's another reason why I didn't I was I wasn't ready to have my book represented because I wanted to have much, much more of my book ready before there's any representation. So, here I am. Still without representation. (laughs) But that's how this karmic debt works. 
It doesn't take two to tangle or untangle. <laughs> it takes two to tangle in a karmic relationship, but it only takes one to untang- untangle, to forgive. Then it gives the other person who might not yet be ready to let go. They don't have a fighting partner, right? They, they just have, they're sitting in their own stuff and sooner or later, they're just going to have to go, oh, it's just me. I have to give this up if I'm going to be free. So that's how that part works. And so we have a lot of different stories about karmic uh, cycles coming back around. You know, they say what comes around, what goes around, comes around. (laughs) You had a very similar thing happen when you had your second heart attack. Why don't you talk about that? I think we have a little enough time for it. We do? (laughs) Well, when I had my second heart attack, I was sent to a very unfamiliar hospital. Uh, It happened in the middle of a interstate (laughs) when I'm driving by myself, and I had to pull out of the uh, freeway, found a Denny's parking lot in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) in between, about halfway between where I was coming from and home. So... Of course, I end up having to call 911, and when I was taken by the ambulance, I was taken to an unfamiliar hospital, and the hospital um, was quite good. Uh, I was well-treated, except (laughs) uh, two doctors were assigned to me, and the hospitalist, the the regular hospital doctor was great, kind and knowledgeable. He treated me very well. But the cardiologist, who was not my regular cardiologist, of course, somebody I met for the first time, oh, he and I had a karmic cycle. And he had a, again, like the agent, he had a karmic debt he owed me from a previous lifetime in which he killed me. <laughs> Oh, this is a little bit more dicey because I'm on the hospital bed (laughs) with somebody sticking stuff into my body. (laughs) We'll continue with this story right after the second break. Be sure to check our website, michaeltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M-U-R-A.com for all our upcoming events as well as to sign up for our free newsletter. Download some free audio classes and check out links to video, audio, and written offerings. And if you don't already have a copy of Michael's profound first book, since he was talking about his book writing, his first book is You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose. You can get it through our website or through Amazon.com. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of reincarnation. It's deja you all over again. See you in a couple minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Catherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Empowerment Channel. Listen for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, hosted by Dr. Dory Lynn. Dr. Dory is coming back, sexy, savvy, and with sage advice from nearly eight decades of life experience. It's not retirement, it's refirement. It's fun, it's deep. Listening just makes you feel good. If you're looking for straight talk without all the bull in the world, be sure to tune in to Dr. Dory and Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Make an appointment listening right now. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We're exploring the big topic of reincarnation today. Well, we will call it It's Deja You all over again. And we left you with a cliffhanger at the end of the last section. So Michael was uh, now in a hospital, just having had a heart attack, and the hospitalist was great. And then the cardiologist comes along, and he's someone who owes Michael a debt. And yet Michael is in this very weakened and vulnerable position. So, Michael, what happens next? Yes, it's instead of a cliffhanger, it was a hospital bed hanger. (laughs) 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 Because the cardiologist, the the one I didn't know, that got assigned to me for that particular incident, uh, and he's, he's putting in a stent. <laughs> and right after he finishes putting it in and everything and pulling out everything out of there, because I'm just under sedation. So not only am I in this very compromised <laughs> position. Really very vulnerable. <laughs> I can't run. <laughs> I can't fight. <laughs> you can't hide. I can't hide. <laughs> oh, and here's this guy who's killed me in a previous lifetime. Deliberately, it wasn't an accidental, you know, uh, death. It, it was deliberate. Well, actually, he was he was in the military, and it wasn't a wartime situation. He was uh, a military. Uh, what would you say? A soldier, you know, a guard for the king of this 
area. <laughs> and the king had ordered a bunch of uh, troops to go seek me out. I wasn't in hiding or anything. They just didn't like what I was teaching. <laughs> this seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> okay, so I want to insert something here. What you're listening to here is the story of someone who is awake and psychic. And so even while he's partially under anesthesia, he has this experience of looking at this past life with this man and and comprehending what his karma was. So continue, Michael. (laughs) Well, it wasn't actually anesthesia, but it was some kind of heavy sedation where, where I'm... Uh, you know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and and so this man is literally hovering over me and he's not a he's not a happy camper. It might be because he was with me and something inside of him is stirring going on a conflicted level because when he killed me, he's doing this under the king's orders, right? It's not like he sought me out because I was a criminal or I was the some person he had a vendetta on or something like that. He was ordered to go seek out this guy who is a bad guy, right? Of course, when when somebody sends you out, they're going to say, this is the bad guy. And he has to follow orders. So he's the one, one of the ones who who's um, there to kill me, uh, spear right to the side and well he doesn't do the job very well <laughs> which job the killing job oh, the past life job. <laughs> we just want to be very clear on where you are in the story here <laughs> so so the and mercifully there was another one of his uh compatriots another soldier right next to him with a sword. He was a much better swordsman than this guy was with the spear. So this swordsman had compassion. And he knew in his heart of hearts, I did nothing wrong, that I was being executed unjustly, without warning, without anything. And I wasn't even running. I was there in prayer. So so this young man had compassion and he saw he didn't want me to suffer i mean i'm gonna die anyway so once the spear went in to my side and i was you know not dying right away he got his sword and he was very very swift one fell swoop and i'm gone (laughs) so i was very grateful anyway back to this cardiologist now in this present lifetime this soul, the same soul that was the one with the spear, he's, he's still carried over the guilt of having to kill me or killing me, essentially, and doing the deed, but also the conflict of, well, of course, this is right. He was ordered by the king to do this. So this guy must be a bad guy. But he can tell, he's a, very intelligent man, he can tell, well, this guy doesn't seem like a, you know, bad criminal or anything like that. Okay, and I'm sure later on he might have heard from people why the king had a thing against me, that 
All I did was teach. Okay, maybe he didn't agree with what I taught this soldier, but he had enough wherewithal to recognize. But that's no reason to, you know, knock somebody off. Ah, of course, this was way before freedom of speech <laughs> is written into a constitution. Okay, so anyway, now he's this cardiologist who put the, he went through, not my side, but he went through my leg, my femoral artery, to put the stent in, into my, one of the coronary arteries. That was the location of the heart attack. Ah, so yes, he did help me. He saved, in a sense, he saved my life this time, which was, I was very grateful for. But after it was all done, <laughs> that same part in him, like I talked about with the book agent, you know, the same habit, habit from the other lifetime of, I gotta, I'm ordered to, I have to, whether I agree with it or not, I'm going to kill you. And so, of course, as a doctor, he's got a sworn oath to do no harm, right? So, so he's got to do his, do his best to help me on, on a medical level. And then, but once he's all done and he checks with me, I'm fine. And I'm, you know, able to communicate with them. I'm happy about the whole thing. Then, uh, practically, because I was a little bit too happy about it, <laughs> he started yelling at me <laughs> right there. I mean, with no provocation. I didn't insult him or anything. I was just, I was just happy. I'm thanking him for doing a good job and helping me out. And now he's just yelling at me, but he's got to have a reason to yell at me, right? So he starts going through, okay, well, you should have never been, been doing this. And, and you, you have to. You, you're not going to work for so many days or weeks or whatever. And you're going to go there and you're going to do this and you got to take these drugs and you got to oh, on and on and on and on. That went on for about, I'd say about four or five minutes straight. <laughs> And I'm, I'm practicing just letting things pass through. Raphael's talked about it many times in our radio shows, being a body of glass. So I'm doing my best under partial sedation <laughs> to just let everything pass through, not take it personally, right? Not defend myself, not fight, put up a fight or anything, not explaining anything, just letting him spew his stuff and I'm going, yes, I'm done with this. You know, I forgive you of everything I ever put on you. And that's within yourself, not to him. Yeah, I just I want to make that really clear. I didn't say that to him. I'm just to working that within myself because it really has nothing to do with him. It's got to do with what I'm holding in my own mind from a previous lifetime. And I'm dis discharging all that, releasing all of that. Ah, freeing myself up from what I put myself in, in relationship to the soul. And I'm getting happier and happier, lighter and lighter. And finally, he just harumps, stands up, spins around, and walks away. <laughs> I was out in the waiting room, and he kind of stomped by me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was, uh, you know, everything all, uh, as Shakespeare said, you know, uh, all's good that 
all's well that ends well. well. (laughs) (laughs) But what if I didn't know? What if I wasn't aware of what was really happening underneath? I might have taken this seriously. And I might have either given up my autonomy to some doctor I met once and have to follow every single order he gave because just because he happens to be a doctor. Now, yes, because he's a doctor, I give him tremendous respect as the authority in medicine. But that's not everything. And there's many, 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 many things, just like with all of us. I could be an expert in certain areas, but I know next to nothing about other things. So I'm not an expert in everything just because I'm an expert in one area of life. Neither is a doctor. Neither is a scientist. Neither is any teacher. So everyone needs to have their own autonomy, their freedom to decide, to tune in, use their intuition and go, is this recommendation correct? Is this procedure correct for me at this time? Is this medication correct for me to take? You know, it might be perfectly great for somebody else to take. But is it correct for me? Only we are in the position to make that determination. So, being able to forgive, being able to let all that go, I'm not beholden except to that which I find to be true. There's many things he said before that that was true that I need to follow. And I did. But certain things, when he got into that habit of, okay, I got to do this guy in, it wasn't true. Not for me. Even if it was standard medical procedure or something. So, I got the best of both worlds. Came out of that almost like new. (laughs) So, this is one of the things about waking up. This is one of the things about being aware that you're an immortal soul. That you need to recognize. And the more aware you become, the more you'll be able to, the more you'll be able to Notice, oh yeah, this is happening. This is a continuation from before, not just some surprise attack out of nowhere. No, there's something here. And you got to go, oh, okay, that's all right. Is there something I need to clear up on my end? And when things like this happens, yes, there's always something, at least a little bit. And when you find that, you'll be grateful for that person. I was grateful for that doctor to do that because that's when I discovered, oh, I have this old karmic cycle with him. And though I didn't have a whole lot invested in it, even from that other lifetime, there still was a little residue. And because of that incident, I was able to clear it all up in my, on my end and In a sense, he gave me more of my freedom to be who I am, 
That's pretty amazing, Michael. And I also wanted to mention on the positive end where you run into someone who you know you've known before. It's very profound when it happens, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's one fairly recent example where uh, many of you might have seen that movie, PGS. Intuition is your personal guidance system made by renowned director, uh, Bill Bennett, and it's it's available online now uh, at PGS the movie PGS the movie dot com, and there's a trailer, free trailer there, and everything. And renting it is very inexpensive, but try it out. When I'm first, he called me in order to interview me, and I've never heard of him, knew him, or anything in this life before that call. I generally don't answer phone calls that I don't know who's calling. But when he called, the phone rang. I picked it up right away because I knew I needed to talk to whoever was on the other line. And when I heard his voice, I it was like a celebration for me. Reunion of a long lost friend. And I go, hey, it's you. He was a little surprised <laughs> because he had just heard about me, didn't know anything about me until the day before. And he was just calling in to see if I would accept, you know, being interviewed. And he says, you know, one of the things he said early when I said, oh, yeah, I, you know, just come on up if you're in this town. And he said, but don't you want to know what I'm, why I'm calling you? And I said, oh, okay, sure. Tell me about it. But we've been friends ever since. The cool part about that is that when you run into someone like that who you have a positive, uh, let's say positive karma with, you have the freedom to say no and there's no bad repercussions. But usually when it's got that kind of positive energy on it, it's a good idea to, to say yes because oftentimes very wonderful things will happen with it, as was the story with uh, Michael and Bill Bennett. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Let us know about your experience of our shows by emailing us at, write down, write this down, livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com, livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Next Wednesday here, here on our show, we'll offer you some simple but great tips on how you can clear your head of telepathic nonsense. Please remember to let your friends in Europe know about our upcoming events in Switzerland, as well as keep spreading the word about our show and share it on social media. We really appreciate that. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.